Welcome to Reality of the Rose with your host, Natalie Sprink. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 71 of Reality of the Rose. I'm your host, Natalie Sprink. Oh my goodness. Um, This season of Bachelor in Paradise, uh, overall thoughts, it needs to end and it needs to end soon. I, we got two more weeks, two more shows after this. So next week is, uh, episodes, I guess, 13 and 14, um, which are like the last episodes of them on the beach. And then the week following, which is the week of Thanksgiving, they are, they're stringing out the reunion finale episode to two nights as well. I don't know why that's necessary because even on the bachelor and bachelorette, they don't do this. (laughs) Uh, And I hope it's only two hours each. I knowing the franchise, they'll make each night of the finale three hours each. Um, This has just been way too long. This, this episode for me was painful. It was, it was in, just this episode alone was entirely too long. Um, they spent almost the entire last hour on the Rodney and Eliza thing. And it literally could have been one maximum two segments. I, I don't understand how come they're dragging this out. It's harsh. (laughs) So before I recap it, which I feel like will not take that long because I, there's no use in going frame to frame to frame because it was the same freaking thing, segment and segment and segment over and over and over again for the last hour. So I am going to start with just a few little housekeeping things. One is, well, first of all, I want to encourage you. I've decided to do this at the beginning of my episodes instead of the end. Um, to please, if you will go rate and review reviews, help me a whole bunch in the algorithm of podcasting, um, doesn't take much of a review, just takes a sentence or two. Five-star ratings are extremely helpful. If you follow, subscribe, whatever platform requires you to do, which in which you listen to these podcasts, I would just so much appreciate it. So, um, there's that. Um, second this weekend, I did not have much to do and my husband was hunting. So I sort of, well, not sort of, I did binge watch like I've never binge watched before. Honestly, don't think that I've ever, um, watched this much TV in one sitting, but wasn't feeling the best on Saturday. And so I keep hearing about love is blind on Netflix. And so I had started watching season one back when it first came out and only watched like into the second episode. And I just couldn't get into it for some reason. Um, but I just keep hearing so much about it, both on podcasts and just other people talking about it. And so I, um, decided to, cause I keep kept hearing everyone saying season two is better than season one. I knew that season three has come out recently. So I skipped season one altogether, went to season two. Also did not know for those of you who do watch it, I did not know that 
I thought the whole show was with them getting to know each other behind the pods or in the pods. I, I didn't realize that that was only a few episodes long and that they like went in this little romantic get together after they got engaged and like they had the whole living together thing. I had no idea that that part was also involved in this show, which made all the difference. I think that's why I wasn't interested in the first season because I thought that was going to be the whole thing. And I just, ugh. but wow, talk about addicting. And also, wow, talk about a complete, um, D different way to look at a dating show. I have watched Love Island too. So it's not that I don't have another love dating show to compare Bachelor to. Um, <clears throat> but this one, even though it's, you know, there's a unrealistic, you know, parts of it, especially like just the whole concept of getting engaged without ever seeing the person. And I get, I get it. I, I understand you're falling in love with the person. Um, and then like, but like the whole part with them, you know, getting, going to actually to the altar and saying I do, or I don't, you know, but, but, but the, um, like the essence of the essence of it, I felt was so much more, um, like relatable and made more sense to me because of them actually getting to know each other and um, hearing them having conversations and the content of the conversations and me thinking like, this is what you're supposed to talk about when you have time alone, not on the bachelor, the bachelorette. And granted, maybe they're having these conversations, but we don't see them. All we see is about um, them all playing their like one PTC. And then from there, we hear a lot of like bachelor talk about being on the same page and going on this journey and being vulnerable with each other and like just using those catchphrases and not having any core conversations about like um, just light details about your life or serious conversations or just like normal topics that you would talk to someone about if you're dating and love is blind has that and they show that as well um so i got through all of season two and then i've started on season three even now and i think i'm on episode four maybe of that so um and then I watched tonight's episode of The Bachelor, and I think it's partly what also made me want to just bang my head against the wall because it was so frustrating with um, now having like the comparison like fresh in my brain. Um, I don't know. It was just frustrating. And it also was frustrating because coming up, I really hope that the girls on Zach's season are going to make the show and be the show because I am not at all looking forward to Zach being the bachelor. I'm, I'm so worried. I'm going to be so, so extremely bored with him. And, um, unless they have some really good girls who provide a lot of entertainment, um, I don't know. This is going to be a tough season, I think to get through possibly, but we did learn just a few days ago or a couple days ago or yesterday, um, that it is not going to air until January the 23rd. So usually always and forever so far, the bachelor has started on the very first Monday in January. So I was totally expecting it to start on January 2nd. However, 
It does not start till the 23rd. Um, what this means is that we are going to be able to take a break from Bachelor for a while, which I think that I need um, to recharge my Bachelor battery. And um, I don't know, this has been a rough season for me. Um, so in between, I've been thinking about what to do for sure. And I have a couple ideas. Um, I'm not going to mention them quite yet because I want to develop them a little bit more, but I have a couple ideas or a specific idea about what I would like to do in the quote unquote off season between this paradise season and the new bachelor. Um, because we will have about eight to nine weeks of off season. So, um, stay tuned for that. Um, I, and just a hint, it, it will not be bachelor related. It will be, I may have a little bit of bachelor news if anything big, come, big comes up, but, um, the, the core content of it will be non bachelor related. So, uh, for those who don't listen because it, it is only about bachelor, um, you may be interested in this. Um, so also before I start recapping, there are quite a few big things that have been happening in like bachelor news or bachelor nation. Um, the first being that Gabby and Eric are broken up. That was quick. Um, what that show just ended in September, was it? Um, and they're already broken up. She's still in the middle of dancing with the stars. And, um, I, you would think that, that she would at least wait until they would at least wait until dancing with the stars was over before they now, now wait, to be fair, they have not, they have not actually both come out with their own statements. Um, but she's not been wearing her engagement ring um, after, I guess it was the last Dancing with the Stars um, episode. A reporter asked her about them and she just said that they're so busy and that basically they're pursuing their interests and supporting each other from a distance, uh, which is everyone is assuming code for we're broken up. Um, but they haven't officially come out with their own statements yet. Um, but just today, cause I guess, again, I haven't been watching dancing with the stars, but, um, that's a tonight, I guess. And on his Instagram story, he posted something about, uh, not forgetting to vote for Gabby, Wendy, you know, she's been working so hard, go give her a vote, hashtag team Gabby. Um, and so the chatter is sort of, is he, is, is it false news? Is he wanting to rekindle whatever is fizzled? Um, or is it just like them sh doing this, showing support, a support from afar and he's just sort of like playing the nice guy. Um, I'm sure we'll find out. I have a feeling that they're not together and, um, I don't know. I, I feel like that relationship with some, even though they seemed really happy and cozy at the reunion show, you know, he had stu two scandals. He had the blackface scandal, which they did not cover on the reunion show or not the reunion show. Sorry. After the final rose. But then he also had that girlfriend sort of drama. Um, plus just the fact that it, you know, the numbers speak. Uh, so like I, you know, if and when they come out with their statements, it, it obviously will not be a shocker. 
Um, so that's, that's the current big news. The other big news, which I almost think is bigger, um, it goes along with this whole, um, a little bit goes along with this whole sauce wars thing. Um, but it's so confusing and it, and it completely like this kind of stuff piques my interest, the stuff that's happening off screen and in their real lives. Um, so I think I talked about it in the last episode, but, um, there had been some photos leaked of uh, Victoria Fuller and Greg Grippo out together in Italy, I believe it was. Um, they were like pictures from the back of them, but it was like in their profiles, but it was confirmed by I don't know who. But and then there have also have been other pictures of them on a plane together at the airport together. So clearly they're like traveling around and doing things together. Um, so there are these pictures have been leaked on all kinds of bachelor Instagram, um, accounts and things. So, um, on one of Nick Vile's most recent episodes, they discussed this and he said that, um, on the episode, he's like, you know, I'm friends with both. He goes, I can't confirm or deny. I don't know for sure. He said, um, just saying, I think they would be a great couple. I like them both. And he said, it would be great if we could get them on the podcast. And he was talking along those lines, but seemed that he didn't know, but you weren't quite sure. Well, I guess it was this, it was this weekend at some point. And, um, he had a story up on his Instagram, um, that just sort of blew my mind as well as everybody else's. And, the reason being I'll cover in a second, but the, the Instagram story was him and he, like he was taking the video and he, and they were, there was people sitting at like, seems to be their kitchen table or their dining room table, whatever. Um, he first shows his, um, girlfriend and then he pans to, um, to, um, Joe and Serena, Serena, um, then he pans to Serena and she just kind of looks at the camera and smiles. Then he goes to Joe, grocery store Joe, and he sort of smiles and waves. And then he goes to Victoria Fuller, who's at the other side of Serene and not Serene, Serena. And then it cuts to Greg Rippo, who's sitting right next to Victoria. When it cuts to Greg, Victoria is just sitting right next to him behind him, has her arm kind of on his shoulder. And then it kind of goes to both of them. And she sort of leans into him and kind of kisses the side of his head. And that was the Instagram story. So <laughs> two things. One, clearly you know, he, he got in that, uh, loop that he wanted to get in. We'll be curious to hear tomorrow on his podcast. If he announces that they will be on his podcast announcing what's going on. Um, I'm sure he'll talk about it tomorrow because this all was big news this weekend. But the thing that I wanted to talk about more was like, so the season isn't over. Victoria is on bachelor in paradise currently, and she's currently with Johnny and has picked him over a couple different people. And they seem very into each other and they're together all the time on the show. And there's only a couple episodes left. Not to say that that means they have to be together, but where I'm going with it is that obviously this spoils the ending and bachelor 
pre right now has been like no news can get out no spoilers like we don't want any spoilers to come out we try to protect our endings at all costs like if any i mean i know you can find spoilers for every single season historically speaking you can always find spoilers the reality steve exists for that reason <clears throat> however they're usually because they're leaked and you can choose to look them up or not. This, this was just blatant. This was just right out there on Nick Vile's Instagram story for anyone to see. No spoiler warning. I know these other pictures have already been leaked, but it, it, it the, the other part that's weird is because Nick Vile in this whole sauce horse thing, I like he, he, he's sort of like that middle of the road person. Like he's not a company man and tries to make everybody think that this show is like really about love and that's it. Like, like the company podcasts do, but he's not on the other side either where he slams the show constantly, like say, you know, Blake Horseman or someone like that. So he's kind of middle of the road. He, he will, he will talk sort of, he will sort of talk, tea about the show and give behind the scenes things and accuse producers of doing certain things and, and all that. But like he has a good enough relationship with the show that he's allowed to have bachelor people on that are on current seasons. Um, he has a good rapport with the show in general, but he is completely spoiling the season by like confirming basically that, Greg and Victoria are together. So it, it's, it makes me wonder what is happening. Like why now is the bachelor bachelor franchise allowing this to happen? Um, is it one of the, those things where they're not necessarily allowing it, but it's also really, uh, being done way more, uh, if not, I don't even know if it's been done before, but this season I've talked about before how people that are currently on the season, like Genevieve and Jill and Aaron Clancy are like tweeting, like live tweeting stuff out during the shows about like about the edit and how the edit isn't accurate or um, they didn't show this or they left out this. Or if you notice I wasn't wearing this swimming suit during that scene, so that is out of order or whatever. I mean, there's just been like so many instances on this Bachelor in Paradise season where they're just coming out and basically saying that ain't right. If you, you know, the edit's wrong, or I can't believe this edit, or why would they do this to us? And that kind of thing. So uh, it, it, it's, it, is it also, it could it be that they're all just like, well, we're all doing it. What are they going to do? Sue everybody? Um, or is it production's way of saying, okay, we finally are going to embrace the fact that social media is a thing and can be used <clears throat> um, to our benefit. Possibly it could make people be more interested in the show. Um, sorry, I'm taking a drink. What exactly is happening here? Um, this thing with Victoria and Greg, you know, it could make people think, oh, um, I, I don't know. That one seems risky because almost for me, I'm thinking, well, I mean, if 
I thought Victoria and Johnny might be a thing. So if they're not, I don't really give a shit about watching the last few shows. I almost feel like that anyway, (laughs) but it even more so makes me not care about the finale. So in a way it's like that risks ratings. I don't know. It's very interesting to me. And I'm wondering if like upcoming seasons will show like a different angle, maybe that maybe production is finally going to embrace that side of the show. I don't know. I guess time will tell, but um, I just wanted to address all that because I just personally find that very interesting and, um, you know, wonder what that means for, uh, I don't know, the future of the show and how social media will maybe finally be merged into it with acceptance and not rejected and, and making us, you know, with the narrative that this is a real life finding love show. But either way, I pray, pray that they never make another bachelor in paradise this long again. It's just terrible. (laughs) So anyway, um, then there was only, then there was just one more thing that I was going to talk about. This is not that big of news at all, but it goes along with, the whole um, sauce wars thing and how more and more ex bachelor people are coming out um, with behind the scenes scoops of things that don't, don't shed a good light on production. Um, the latest one is one from Claire Crawley. And I just saw this today. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it was actually probably posted today. So, This came from Claire Crawley's Instagram stories. And apparently she had one of these, like, ask me anything kind of question answer deals. And um, someone asked if you hadn't met your fiance because she's engaged now to someone like non-bachelor related. Um, She said, if you hadn't met your fiance, would you have gone back on bachelorette or bachelor in paradise if asked? And her answer was 100% no. Let's just say there were a few reasons I said yes to leaving the show early when they brought it up to me. Now, if that doesn't, that doesn't, um, speak volumes too to me, that speaks so volumes in, in a couple different, just that one sentence to me says so many things. First of all, she obviously has has sort of split from the show because she says 100% no. That's at least this is my take. Um, then she said, let's just say there were a few reasons I said yes to leaving the show early when they brought it up to me. All right. So we were led to believe that the only reason she left the show early was because of what's his name? Dale, Dale Moss. And that she just knew instantly it was him and she didn't want to proceed with the show. Um, you know, makes me wonder whether that attraction was really there, but she says, I said yes to leaving the show early when they brought it up to me. Obviously they is the producers and they brought it up to her about leaving the show early. So God, would I love to hear more about this? This could mean so many things. It could mean they knew she had feelings for Dale. So they just said, Oh, we have this idea. How would you like to just go ahead and pick Dale now and leave early because we have this other thing in mind. It could mean that they had this in mind the whole time and that they really pushed this relationship and, or it was fake. It was a fake relationship. They didn't, they lasted, I guess a while, but 
you know, they're not together anymore. Uh, there was always speculation about Dale, like calling paparazzi himself and stuff like that. And, you know, was the whole thing produced like their whole relationship just so that they could have Tasha come into like, how, what does she mean by that? Um, and, and she says, there were a few reasons I said yes to leaving the show. What does that mean? What are a few, not just one, but there were several reasons. Um, <clears throat> so it, um, anyway, that speaks volumes too. And it's another add Claire Crawley to the list of people who are, are, uh, coming out, um, with stuff from their season that, like I said, doesn't shed such an awesome light or a sketchy, somewhat of a sketchy light on, on producers as if that's needed. Um, so yeah, there we are. That's almost a half an hour of just other stuff. Um, I'm going to go ahead where I'm, I'm almost at my 30 minute mark. I'm like at 25 minutes, but I, um, so before I recap, I'm just going to like start over and, um, quickly recap this show from today. There's not a whole lot to recap, but I will be right back. Okay, here we go on to recapping, uh, episode 12 of bachelor in paradise. Um, as you know, tomorrow is voting day. So don't forget to go out and vote. Um, first and foremost, and then, uh, also that means no bachelor in paradise tomorrow night. So, um, okay. So we'll just like start here. Uh, segment one, um, we start with Logan. We, I forgot where we ended on the last show and it reminded me. Okay. So we end where Logan, um, Kate has not come back from her date with Hayden yet. And, he, along with other people, are wondering where they're at because it's getting late and it was an early date. Um, obviously, this is a cue for them coming back, walking down the steps. Um, they also take their opportunity to, like, take their marks at the top of the steps under the little, like, <coughs> the little, like, entrance thing. Like, they all do that. They come back and it's like, you think there's probably, like, actually X's on the ground. Like, stand here and stand here when you get to this spot. And they stop there and thank each other, whoever asked them on the date. So in this instant, Kate asks, like, tells Tyler, thank you for your day, blah, 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 not Tyler, sorry, Hayden, blah, 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 whatever. So um, <clears throat> we have her ITMing about how, um, again, how she was not being fought for. So we're hitting this narrative again. Um, I still just think that that whole narrative that they've had with both Eliza and Kate, like going to uh, Rodney and Logan respectively and saying, you know, like, I'm going to go on this other date. How does that make you feel? And the guys were trying to just be nice and understanding because this is paradise and that is what you're supposed to do um, is like, see other all kinds of people and because you hear that narrative all the time too well that's what paradise is about is exploring other relationships you are the guys like I, i've re this is reiterating it um i'm just lengthening this because i probably don't need to go over this again but it just it was annoying to me um and it's like the guy can't win with that argument because if he says um <clears throat> like both of them did no that's fine i want you to explore it you know, I, everyone understand what they meant. Like, I want you to be sure. So that when you come back, you're sure it's me. Well, 
you you say that and they both got mad because they want it to be fought for. Um, however, had they responded the other way and said, no, I don't want you to go on this date. I'm going to be like, I'd be upset if you go on this date, then they're assholes for, you know, not giving them the freedom because that's what this is for. Bachelor in paradise is to see other people. Like there's no way the men could win in that instance. And I just thought it was, I don't know. I didn't like this whole storyline narrative. I didn't. So we're getting it, hit, hitting it back again here with Kate. Um, so then they like, so she pulls Logan then when they get back from the date and they go out into the beach and they <clears throat> rehashed it again. I, again, I don't like it. Um, you know, he finally like says it to her. Um, of course I didn't want you to go on the date. I mean, of course I, I wanted you to stay here with me. And she's like, well, why didn't you say that? And he tried to explain why she didn't say it, but, but I want to know how you're feeling, whatever they, okay. It's so easy for you to say that now. And uh, anyway, they, um, starts raining. It's pouring down rain. They're still just talking in the pouring down rain. Um, uh, he tells her what she wants to hear, <coughs> um, about how he didn't want her to go. She acts like, okay, I guess I understand what you mean, but I am glad that you said what I wanted you to hear, what, what I wanted to hear. And then they kiss and they get everybody that's up at the bar, starts cheering for them and yelling and whoop wooing. And I don't know what whoop wooing is, but I just made that word up now. And, um, they're kissing in the rain and it was a stupid, confusing conversation. Honestly, if you listen to it closely, which I didn't just kidding, I it was, it was just sort of like the same old, same old, um, they do a weird forced hooju. It's like they were kissing and then they cut to a scene where she runs up and jumps up on him. Like again, it was strange. I don't know how the editing, what, what happened there. If one happened before the other, and I, I don't know, I wasn't sure that, um, but it also occurred to me that Hayden was probably standing right up there too. And like, they're all cheering for him. I need to take another drink. They're all cheering for him. But like, isn't that awkward? I mean, I don't necessarily like Hayden that much, but isn't is poor guy. I mean, <laughs> all right, cut to segment two. Kate wakes up in the morning. So then she's realizing, I guess for the first time, I don't know that there is seven years difference between them and that he is not financially stable yet. So you hear her, she's obviously trying to get validation from the girls that this line of thinking is, is, is accurate. And, um, so she's talking about how, geez, well, Hayden happened to have like a hundred thousand dollars lying around to like pay for his golden retriever Rambo. Um, so he is more financially stable. And she was talking about him having properties at different places and, how she's 33 and call her old fashioned, but she doesn't want to be, have to be the breadwinner and carry the man. She wants a man who could also support her or be at least financially independent on his own. And she's like now the very next morning, 12 hours later, probably not even um, questioning Hayden versus Logan again. And she is like, they just show clip after clip of her going from one girl to the next, to the next talking about this. And, 
and <clears throat> it was like that's how she spent her morning is jumping from girl to girl trying to get them to like like i said validate her i guess i don't know i don't kate's not my favorite um so I mean, I keep thinking like in like specifically in this situation, if you are so unsure about both of them and, and you're like, like it seems like they both have big cons more than big pros for you. Maybe like just neither of them, huh? Maybe just neither of them. I maybe neither of them. Um, all right. So finally, um, <coughs> we, it's rose ceremony night and, um, they first show Aaron and Genevieve, um, at the, like the cocktail hour part, um, talk and Aaron starts acting like he's really stressed and is about to bring some kind of topic up that he doesn't really want to talk about. And it's hard to talk about. Um, well, turns out he's just kidding. And he tells her that when he said on the jungle path, I think that's what they call it that he's falling in love with her. He, that really wasn't true. And so she starts getting this worried look. And of course, you know where he's going with this. He's like, I'm not falling in love with you. I am in love with you. So they pop some champagne and tell each other they love you. And there we go. Um, so then we cut to Kate again. I'm like, her voice is, is her voice annoying to anybody else? I, I don't, she, her voice reminds me of somebody that I know, and I cannot pinpoint who it is, but it is like monotone, but yet it's like grating. I, I, her, her voice to me sounds like way older than she is. I don't know if a voice can sound old, but her voice, when you look at her, her voice doesn't seem like it should come out of her face. I don't know. I, but I'm tired of hearing her talk. So I need that to be done too. Um, and so, but it's not, so she talks to Hayden, um, because Logan quote unquote, didn't sweep her off her feet tonight. God. I mean, these poor men can't like, they can't do anything right for her. Um, <clears throat> she talks to Hayden and they, she gives him a tennis ball that she wants him to give to Rambo. And then she throws it and tells him to fetch. And she thinks this is really funny. And that's how the segment ends. I, was, I wasn't laughing. Um, still not. Cut to segment three. And um, here we go. Michael's talking to Justin about Eliza. Um, like the triangle of Eliza, him and Rodney. And again, we don't, well, I, I put this in my notes. Turns out we get to see a date between them coming up, but we barely see Michael and Danielle, like, like the interaction between them because <clears throat> they're just busy narrating the entire show. Um, but we get him narrating, narrating, um, or ITMing what he, his thoughts are on this live triangle. And, um, they show Eliza having time with both Dustin and Rodney and at this point, I'm, I made a note that I'm guessing that she's going to go with Justin. That's what I put in my notes. I promise. Um, we cut to segment four. That was it for segment three. Segment four was Eliza again, stressing and crying about what to do. And she says, I just can't do this. I just want to go home. I can't do it. She's crying. Um, 
I, I just noticed these idiosyncrasies and I'm this, sure this wasn't hard to notice. And granted, I do think she was really crying because very often you could, would see the tear just running out of her eye down her, but she, like the entire show, it was wearing me out because the entire show she was like tapping her tears with her fingers and she was constantly had her fingers up by her eyes, rubbing them, rubbing the tears, like, like constant, um, so it's the rose ceremony and nothing was a big surprise um, until the end, if you want to put it that way. But you have Genevieve to Aaron, Jesenia to Andrew, Brittany to Tyler, Victoria to Johnny. If you didn't guess the again, the girls have the roses again. Uh, Danielle to Michael, Serene to Brandon, Florence to Justin, Shanae to Joey, and then Kate to Logan. <clears throat> so that's who she ends up picking. She still picks Logan. And so, um, then we go to Eliza and that's where our cliffhanger for the segment is. We're at segment five and Eliza ends up giving it to Rodney. Um, I made a note. She doesn't seem sure. Um, she asked us, Justin, if she can talk to him. Uh, Jesse tells the ones that didn't get in rows, they have to go home. This would be Jacob and Hayden and Dustin. Um, so, Eliza walks him to the suburban so he can leave and she's crying and crying. She says she's sorry about 18,000 times. He keeps telling her not to feel guilty. She's just going through hard, blah, 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 whatever. Um, then like they show Justin crying in the car. She's still crying. Um, she walks back down to where everyone else is and Rodney like me turn hugs her and just says something like no one's going to take you from me and she they hug but of course the look on her face is completely uncertain. That's segment five cut to segment six six and I made a comment here uh, that I'm actually getting sick of these people. <laughs> I, I really am I'm I'm kind of tired of seeing these people on my screen. Um, I don't know. It's just getting too much. So, all right. Um, so we get a day card for Michael and Danielle. Uh, it was kind of cute. Everyone's calling them mom and dad, that mom and dad got the day card. <laughs> I had to laugh at that. I thought that was actually kind of funny. Um, they go on their date. Wells is hosting this date. And this also was quite funny when Michael sees Wells. Um, cause this is somewhere different. This is like in town somewhere. Michael sees Wells and he does a hooju with Wells. It was a pretty good hooju for a man on man hooju. Um, I did have to laugh at that. Um, so Wells takes them to these horses and they're supposed to ride them around town. And then I guess what we proceed with is another skit of sorts that Wells is in. And the whole skit was like, it kind of reminded me of, I believe it was Tasha's season. And it was where, um, Back then it was Chris Harrison and I don't remember who Tasha was on the date with, but Chris Harrison was riding like a, like a little, like a little scoot. What am I saying that right? A scooter, like a, a scooter thing. It wasn't a scooter though. It was one of those, I don't know, one of those skateboards with the handle that you hang on to. Are those called scooters? Like a manual scooter, not a scooter you ride on, but like one you anyway, whatever. And he rode that thing all around that property. And like at every turn, he was like, Oh, here, here's some ice cream. And then they'd be like, Oh, thanks, Chris. And then he, they'd show him quick riding his scooter to like the next stop. He would like take a back way and they'd be like, Oh, here's a drink like that. It was exactly that. Only this was with horses and Wells riding a donkey. So 
Michael and Danielle are riding horses through this town <laughs> and he's riding a donkey. And so he's like, Oh, I know what I'm going to do. I make this really special for them. And then all of a sudden you they, it makes it look like he stops and makes them tacos at this first place. And they're like, Oh, didn't expect to see you here. And he gives them tacos and he's like, Hey, have fun. And then like he quick gets on his quote unquote donkey. And then, well, it was a donkey, but he, uh, you know, like whatever, supposedly goes to like the next place and like make some a chocolate banana thing, whatever. And he's like, Oh, here's a chocolate banana. And like, Oh gosh, thanks. How'd you do that so quickly? And then, and then let's see what were all the things. And he, then he's like, gives them a hat each. And then it's drinks. I'm, I'm like, what? Again, I don't know if we're supposed to think this is funny. It's not funny really at all. I, I get, you know, I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of weird, but why is he even on their date? Like, I don't, why does he have to be there? Why can't they just have a normal date? Just the two of them. Is it they're thinking they need some comedic effect and already Michael and Danielle are simply the narrators anyway. So it doesn't matter. Um, I'm also still not convinced by Michael and Danielle. Like she acts more maybe into him than he is into her. Um, I just, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't feel it between them. I have a feeling they're going to get engaged, which I don't like because, because he like supposedly not supposedly, I really want to believe he does. Like he takes his dad thing so seriously and he misses his wife so much. Um, I want to really see massive chemistry between whoever he decides to propose to. And, I'm not seeing that massive chemistry. So I don't want them to make him propose to her just because it's bachelor in paradise. You know what I mean? And like, they want this happy ending for Michael Alio because if it's not real between them, like don't make us think it's real. That poor guy has an actual child that is involved here. So please don't do that. If this is not real, I I'm really scared. I don't know. I, I don't, maybe in the end, he'll just say he's just not quite ready yet, but I, I don't, I don't really want them to get engaged. Um, anyway, Wells is like sits with them and they, he talks about his, his connection with Sarah, um, his now wife and whatever they talk about how there's someone for everyone. And then he tells him he's going to leave them alone. And then they have like fucking six seconds by themselves and, whatever. Uh, then that segment's over. And that was that for Michael and Danielle. Then it's segment seven and they have Shanae and Brittany talking about the different men's smells, uh, which is kind of cute, uh, and a little bit kind of funny, I guess, if they're going to have anything comedic. Um, then they have everyone telling Rodney how happy they are for him. And meanwhile, Eliza's crying in her room in her bed. And here's where we start with the rest of the shows about this. Um, uh, that's basically all that happened. That segment, we cut to segment eight. These are the notes and how I wrote them. Uh, we continue the Rodney and Eliza narrative back and forth between them each. Um, let's see, hang on. Let me see where I'm at. Okay. I'm very good. Um, Eliza finally comes out of her room to join everybody and looks for Rodney. Then they go talk and she's not even able to talk because of how emotional she's getting and crying. Uh, finally, 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 she spits it out again. We have to just sit there and watch him go. What's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she's like crying, crying, crying. And like, I don't know how to, whatever. It just takes forever for her even to say it. And then she says she chose him, but she woke up this morning and she was really confused because when she walked, 
Justin to the car. She was sad. She thought she'd be over by the morning, but she wasn't. And she's just uncertain how she feels. And he asked where she stands now. Okay. That was into that segment. Then it was segment 10. I wrote a, this is painful. B she says she doesn't think she made the right decision and that she was influenced by the love everyone has for him, which I think is fair, honestly, because everyone is just like over the moon in love with Rodney. And I know this is an unpopular opinion. I know it is. And all over Twitter and everywhere else, everyone is like banging for Rodney to be the next bachelor and how much love everyone has for Rodney. And yes, he is an adorable, lovable guy, but why I, I, it's not that I don't like him, but I cringe and like sometimes feel secondhand embarrassment for Rodney because of like, I don't know the way he tries to flirt and like sometimes the way he laughs, like with his awkwardness, I don't know. <clears throat> it's not that I don't like him. It's just that I, I guess I need to know him to feel this love for him. That was obviously shown tonight. But like, I can take or leave him, you know, like he, yeah, he's a great guy, but like, I don't know. So I almost don't blame her for like being influenced because it's so clear, or at least that's how the edit is being portrayed. Um, so then she admits that her feelings for Justin are stronger and he, you know, he says, well, I assume you're leaving to go find him. And she nods. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> they part ways. Rodney goes up to everybody else and tells them what happened. She, they show her leaving and going to her room and like literally everyone starts crying. Like they're all hugging him and hugging him and crying and people have tears in their eyes. And he keeps like reiterating, like, you know, like, <clears throat> like exactly what the conversation was, but like how I'm so embarrassed now and I should have known better. And they're like, no, 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 whatever. I don't know. It's just it was on and on. That was segment nine, segment 10. I mean, I, I made a note again, literally you would have thought that someone was killed the way they are crying and hugging and crying and crying and hugging. Um, <clears throat> he's left already. He's left. He went to the, his suburban, he has left, but they still are crying. They're like, I don't know what happened. What's going on here. Oh my God. The men are wiping their eyes with their shirts. I mean, it is a free for all just like it's, I mean, I, good Lord. Um, so then finally the girls go talk to Eliza. Cause I was kind of thinking, geez, I mean, I, <laughs> she's oh, whatever. So they go so three of the girls go talk to Eliza and they then try to make her feel better. And, you know, like you just have to go with your, you know, he'll be okay. And you just have to go with the way you feel. Don't feel so bad. Don't feel bad. And, and, um, whatever. So then Eliza leaves and we even see that like cameras are now at the airport with her. And, um, then she apparently, you know, flies straight to Baltimore because the very next scene they show is in Baltimore and it's Justin and she has now changed clothes. And apparently she knows exactly where he lives and walks right up to his door. She knocks on the door and he opens it. And he did a pretty good job of acting surprised. I don't know whether this was a true surprise because <coughs> we are going to obviously know for sure if there was, sorry, I have to, <coughs> me doing all this talking is difficult sometimes. Um, so if there's going to be a camera in his apartment, obviously we would know, you know, that 
that he knew, but there wasn't. She knocks on the door. He opens the door. He actually does seem legitimately surprised. I don't know if he is or not, but he seemed like it and then cut and it says to be continued and we're done. Thank God. So yes, like the whole last hour was this whole, whole thing. Um, and I'm, I'm looks like next week, two new girls come on the sand. I don't, I did not recognize them at all. We get, we get the whole conversation between Eliza and Justin and what's going to happen there. Um, we get some more tears about some more stuff. I don't know, whatever. Um, but we got another four hours of it. People next week again, um, we're back to another Monday and Tuesday. So again, I'll be recording this on Tuesday evening. Uh, come out Wednesday morning. Um, hopefully I might have more information from you for you about my off season content. Uh, in the meantime, to end as usual, uh, my Bible verse for this week is John 16 verse 33. And it is, I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me here on earth. You will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Thanks again for listening and um, hope you have a great week and we will talk to you next week. Bye.